0: Good morning everyone and welcome back to our podcast the try hards weekly you can hear us talk about different aspects of entrepreneurship business ownership and what it's like doing it so young we're your host maddie thompson
1: and Bella Rookley, thank you for joining us. Today we're back with another episode of our series called Let's Talk to You. In this series, we interview young people who identify as entrepreneurs, business owners, hobbyists, and otherwise self-employed individuals. Today we'll be interviewing Chris DeSena, an up-and-coming fashion designer based in Winnipeg, Manitoba.
2: So, hi everyone. My name is Chris DeSena. I am a fashion designer here in Winnipeg. Um, I've been in the industry for eight years and have worked in the industry um, all over L.A., New York, and Montreal. I came back to Winnipeg last year and started making masks. Before that, I um, worked as a tech designer, a spec artist, as well as a assistant to a fashion mogul.
1: Okay, that's awesome. So what made you pursue a career in the fashion industry?
2: it started at a young age. Um, I went to Catholic school, so I wore uniforms. um, And then there was fashion, not Fashion Friday, but casual Fridays. And so I just remember taking a pair of overalls and um, embroidering the edge of the overalls to be kind of cool and different and then project Runway came along and that one in itself kind of kind of catapulted me wanting to be a designer and i think every young person would dress up in either their sheets or in towels and you know create something for themselves and create a fashion show and as time grew on and like went on um I had girlfriends come over and we would style them and do like, you know, weird photo shoots and just have sleepovers and that kind of did that. And again, the era of the internet happened for me and I met friends all over the world and I told one of them that hey I wanted to be a fashion designer and they said hey well why don't you fly to LA because they have a great fashion program. Me knowing nothing about the fashion industry I was like yeah let's go to LA and naively spent much money going there and experiencing it and it's the best thing on the planet so
0: yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I've heard a bit about your story. And it's so inspiring. Like you're just an incredible person. Stop. I honestly
2: don't think so. Like it's, I I hear that a lot. And I just think like, well, every like, there's so many people who do it. And I think, like, when I left, it was very much like, so many people are doing this, like, I am not special whatsoever. But that's really nice of you, Maddie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what education have you done?
2: Okay, so after high school I went to the University of Winnipeg and I was I went into the education program. I had a whole bunch of classes at the U of W and then because most of my friends were at U of M, I would go to U of M and take the U of M classes instead of U of W, and then practicum started. It was different how it is now. I'm not sure if it's the same, but I remember um, being thrown into a school about two months into university, and I lived in the North End at the time, and so I was given a North End school, and this was in the middle of winter, so I'm like, okay, no no problem. So I would walk to the school, and I was um, in the class of the kindergarten, like I was in, I was put in kindergarten class, and these kids, like cute as a button, knew so many things that I didn't know. I was freaking nineteen, so this was ten years ago. I was nineteen, and these kids knew alcoholism, abuse, like drugs, and I was like, I barely know this stuff, and you know this stuff. I would cry every day coming home because I'm just like, how the hell you're like five and how do you know this and how are you going to live? And it's wintertime and they, didn't, they weren't prepared. And it was like truly the biggest wake up call that I don't have it like really bad at all. And like, I remember my mom, she was like, bring a sandwich to like on your way so you have breakfast. And these kids, I remember one of them was like, um, I'm really hungry. And I was well, okay, well, you must have food at home. And she goes, no, like I would really like some spaghetti and I haven't eaten dinner. And I was just like, what the f-? is happening like anyways uh, so after education I, I dropped out of that i went into nursing and it's a four-year wait list at that time because there was a whole splurge and like nurses i was just like i'm not gonna wait for four years to do something i really want to do so i left that went to robertson college got a medical assistant thing worked an entire year um doing three jobs so i worked at an optometrist a massage therapy and i worked at guess um and then I flew out to L.A. the following year because I was like, I'm not going to wait.
0: So you've kind of done everything.
2: Yeah, but not thoroughly. So, You're right.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I've done everything. I've done
2: a lot of things, just not thoroughly. I've dipped my toes in a few ponds.
1: Yeah, it sounds like you've been doing a lot of things over the past 10 years. So why don't we talk about your current work? Can you tell us about your business?
2: Yeah. So, um my mom had this coworker who I guess owned a few flats in Winnipeg and one of the tenants had passed on. Um and she had a whole bunch of boxes of fabric and what they were planning on doing was just throwing it out. Um they knew that I had come back from the fashion world in New York City and Montreal and so they've said, did I want those boxes? So that was kind of the the tipping point or the catalyst. But prior to that, I started with masks. Anyways, um, I was given seven boxes and I went through them and I made uh, one garment and it was completely beautiful. Um, And it made me realize like, hey, I kind of want to be more eco-friendly and go back to that time where it wasn't about, you know, spandex or fast fashions or, you know, these quick trends. It was more like, let's take care of our clothing. Let's um, kind of work for something more ecologically sustainable, I guess. Currently, right now, I have this mindset that I would like it to be more eco-friendly. And secondly, I would like it to be local and, you know, handmade garments and Thirdly, it's, I want it to be inclusive, not only in terms of sexuality, but in terms of culture, in terms of, um, I guess, gender norms and all that stuff. I don't want to be the next, you know, H&M or Zara, but I do want people to be more conscious. Um, working in the industry, in my previous job, I would have to check swatches of color and, pr- like, to the civilian's naked eye a blue is a blue a, a red is a red but to a designer that blue has too much yellow compared to that other blue and that yellow has too much red and it's all this weird things and everything is manufactured overseas and before it's manufactured you have to go through these steps to ensure that your standard is up to par and that could last up to months and i don't know how to explain it very shortly but Basically, if one is wrong, then you get another sample and you get another sample and uh, until you get the right one. And usually that's three or four tries. That one sample is being shipped on a vessel or in a plane. That sample is also being redyed in water and it's, it's terrible. And I think a lot of people know that the fashion industry is um, terrible for the environment. Um, I think people are surprised that it comes up as top five, it's truly, it sucks. And when you're working every day for the last eight years in it, um, you kind of realize like this is terrible. And I think with all these other documentaries coming up about the environment, um, fashion has to take accountability and I want to be part of the forefront that takes accountability and creates and um, helps sustain our world.
0: I think the whole eco-friendly aspect of it is super important. It's so important right now. And I love how you're integrating that into your brand. So what was the vision when you first started your line?
2: There was none. (laughs) I think I've said this a whole bunch. There was none. Um, I started with one garment, which is now called the college dress and it's that was the catalyst because every time i showed someone they're like oh my god it's beautiful i want this i want this i want this and i I, as a designer and anyone else who sees the garment you'll take away the design and you'll see that it's the most simple silhouette and that's great that everyone loves the simple silhouette but i truly think it was the fabric and the design on the fabric that sold it for a lot of people beyond that when i when I just take the compliment as it is, um, that literally drove me to want to make more and more and more. Um, the first collection in April, there was about 19 garments that were made and that got cut down to 14, 14 or 16. That was that was really interesting because when I saw the girls try it um, during our fittings, it was like really cool to see some pieces that fit so well together and others that didn't. And I think... Uh, You you know this, Maddie, but a lot of the fabric that I have don't match at all, and I was just pulling and pulling and pulling, and so when you just pull and you're not looking at what the silhouette is or what the color is, um, to see it all kind of come together and actually make a story is quite amazing. So I think like at the end of it all, it was basically I was just going with my instinct and going with what I felt was right. So I'm gonna say my inspiration was me. Like a lot of the pieces I have put a lot of myself into and I see a lot of myself in. Um, a lot of the pieces here, you can find in certain places like H&M and Zara, but there's like, I don't know, when I look at it, there's some kind of panache or some kind of personality. And I'm I'm glad that I got to put that in them.
1: That's awesome. So comparing your first line to now, what differences do you see? It's a lot
2: more organized. The fabric is a lot lighter. There's a color story. So it's a lot of earth tones, a lot of blues and greens and a lot of nudes, which is like beautiful. Um, The fabric is going to be sheer. We do have uh, a little bit of cotton and we do have a little bit of um, uh, linen, but There's more of a cohesive story. Additionally, we're trying to work on creating more sizes, but due to manpower and due to time restraints that I've given myself, um, I'm still looking at just doing um, either a a size medium or a size large. I want to have more of an expansive size range, and I had that project in my mind since the photo shoot in March. And... um, In April, I was paralyzed by how well this first launch was going to go. And I kind of didn't snap out of it until literally 4.05 April 29 and was like, oh, it's not that bad. But um, I had not wasted, but I was so consumed in the last three weeks before the launch of how is this going to go? Where is it going to be and whatnot? So I think the difference between the April launch and the July launch is I'm a lot more prepared. I understand what is going to happen and two there is a color story there is a silhouette story so that's great and um three i'm not so pressured to do more and um expect more of myself uh, i mean like it's still there but it's not as extreme because originally i wanted 180 garments and now i'm only gonna do 40.
0: nice uh so i'd like to talk about some of the work we do together so for those of you who don't know I do the brand social media. And can you tell everyone how we came together?
2: Instagram. I don't know. Did you follow me? I followed you. Whatever it was, we started following each other. And then I like went on your side and I was like, this is, this is cool. Like, let me try this. Um, And so I messaged you and you had given me some details and I was just like, okay, let's just try it for a month in January. And so I tried it for the month and I think the second week or the, I don't know fourth post that you did I was like hooked I was like you're doing amazing let's keep going and so it was it was that that was what happened and it was great and I think I kind of like I don't know it just felt like I knew you so it was so easy to work with you and then so easy to give you direction and it was so easy to like get your opinions and whatnot so it was it was fantastic and it still is and like I still want to work with you and I want you to grow. And I love seeing you grow. So it's fantastic. I, I I love it. I think like I would have never had thought of reaching out to you until I told myself like, I need help. I cannot do social media. I cannot do taking fi- pictures. I can't do editing and sewing and designing all by myself. Like I had to reach out to someone to help in that area and I'm glad I did and it's a very hard thing to do for someone like myself who's like super prideful and super like wants to do it myself. I'm very stubborn that way.
1: She's done some modeling for you as well, eh? Oh my god,
2: yes. Sorry, how could I forget? She has done modeling. When I met you, I did not know how tall you were. And I'm but I I know that I'm a short baby. Like I'm five two. So I, maybe it's just because the people I've been around is like around my height and I'm the tall one, right? Um, so when I met you, I was like, oh, shit, I forgot. I'm, I'm short. Like, I am not tall whatsoever. But then like you tried on the garment and especially the, the pant. Oh, my God amazing on you the pant and the green top and the way you styled it was amazing during your first fit and like even the green college dress like i was just like it it was fantastic that you did that and it was super fun like i I loved it
1: well speaking of super fun i think that it's time for some rapid fire questions so you're gonna try to answer the next few questions as fast as you can are you ready
2: all right okay (laughs) i'm not
1: I'm like,
2: <laughs> no pressure, no diamonds. That's what they always say.
1: If you could be any famous fashion designer in the world, who would you be and why?
2: Um, dead or alive. All time. All time. So, um, Diane Futzenberg, I would say. She seems so humble. And I read her bio, um, when I was in college. And then I just, I loved her story. And she just, she started with a wrap dress. And that is fantastic, And she was a princess um, b- before that. So, yeah, same queen.
0: If you could have designer fashion in any decade, which one would you choose and why?
2: Um, so I'm a Taurus. Um, and we're like really not into change a lot, which is really funny for the industry I'm in. Um, but I grew up in the 90s and I love 90s fashion. So I would say the 90s decade. It's so juvenile and cute and really retro and weird so i love that
1: if you could only wear one type of fabric for the rest of your life which one would it be
2: one type of fabric i would say linen linen is great or yeah linen i would say it's great it's beautiful it's flowy
0: if you could tell your 19 year old self one thing what would it be
2: you're gonna go off and do great things don't party too much like stay focused (laughs) don't party too much yeah there's i'll tell you a story later (laughs)
1: Never wear a belt again or always wear a giant
0: hat?
2: Always wear a giant hat. I don't, I don't like things clinging to my body, but hats look great on me. So always wear a giant hat.
0: Describe yourself in three words.
2: Crazy, stubborn, and annoying.
0: <laughs> okay, that concludes the rapid fire questions. Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. I'd like to go back to the last question. Maddie, how about you describe Chris in three words? Uh,
0: me describe Chris? Oh, my gosh. Um,
2: I think I am all of those. <laughs> and I, I honestly think I'm so crazy when I talk to you, Maddie. Like, I tell you one thing, and I feel like the next thing I tell you is completely different. Either you think that, crazy's at, good, is it? <laughs> tell my boyfriend that. Baby. What's up? She said crazy's good. Crazy is good.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm crazy and I think yeah. it's good. And okay, I'll agree. You are crazy, but in a good way. You're super motivated. You're incredible and you're so smart. You just have that drive and you're like, you know what you want and you're going to get it. Thank and you're you. going to be successful and I know it.
2: Thank you. I hope so. That's a lot of pressure, but no pressure, no diamonds. So we want diamonds. Let's bring on that pressure.
1: Mhm. So do you have any final notes before we go?
2: Um, I guess advice, right? Um, uh, Like I said, in the beginning, I not in the beginning, but like I said, um, I had to reach out for help. And that's a really hard thing for me to do. So for anyone who's trying to start something and finding it hard to do it all by yourself, you have to be vulnerable and ask for help. Um, I've been in the industry for eight years and although to some people that's not a long time and i i'm still thinking it's not a long time um within those eight years i have tried and tried and tried to build something for myself and all by myself and it obviously failed because then i would have been a millionaire by now but um it only has succeeded now because i asked for help so Um, I highly recommend to anyone who is trying or wanting to be something big and successful, ask for help. Um, The self-help books will always tell you to try and try again and try again and try again. So don't bother buying them. They're great if you want to know how they tried and failed. But the end goal and the end story is we just kept trying and we kept doing it. And it took me a lot of time to get there. I have a whole bookshelf of self-help books and how business entrepreneurs did it and they just kept trying. They always had help and they never gave up. So that's it. Stay vulnerable and accept whatever comes to you.
0: Where can our audience find you? Oh yeah,
2: on Instagram at chris.desena or um, the website is being built right now for www.chrisdesena.com. That website will feature all of the April collection. It'll be more of a portfolio and then hopefully in July um, people can start ordering on that website. If not, um, it'll be on Instagram and you can follow me there Um, and Maddie will be the one posting and keeping you guys updated. Yes,
1: well, thank you so much for coming on today, Chris. It's been great to learn more about you. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. Make sure you come back next week as well.
0: Check our cute asses out on Insta at the TryHard Podcast. That's all for now. Happy entrepreneuring. See you next time.